Welcome back to another episode of Risers and Followers presented by Mojo on the Mojo Podcast Network. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Dalton Cates. Dalton, how we doing, baby? You got a plant in the background. Has that plant always been there? Yeah, bro. Got it. Wait. I always just look at the Cardinals helmets. So I'm not, I don't yeah, know. no, this is uh, just for some ambiance, you know? Right. I have I'm no ambiance. Up here. I, I'm actually in the process of shopping for wall decorations. I need to get a nice background for these shows. Uh, and just in general, my wall is literally blank. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty bland. Yeah, it's very, it's very bland. I mean, it doesn't get more bland than a blank wall. So, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing really else there. Uh, NFL trade deadline was pretty crazy. You know, a lot of big moves there. What was your least, least favorite and favorite trade? Um, my favorite was probably the TJ Hawkinson one, just because yeah, I was nowhere. Like, I, I love surprising trades, especially like a interdivision trade. Vikings have been getting like no production of their tight ends and a pass happy offense. That one was crazy to me. So I, I love, I love seeing just stuff like that. I'm curious to see how he does with the Vikings. I think it'll be a nice little fit there alongside Thielen and uh, Jefferson. Yeah. My favorite one was probably uh Claypool to the bears. Well, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm happy to get a second round pick for a guy. Right. Who doesn't much. But also it's going to be really interesting to see how he performs in Chicago with Justin Fields. Uh, but yeah, trade deadline was amazing. A lot of big moves there. But tonight, once again, as always, we're looking at some players for Mojo for Thursday Night Football. Tomorrow night, we have the Eagles, undefeated undefeated Eagles, going against the Houston Texans. I don't know why anyone thought this was a good matchup for prime time. It's going to be a blowout game. Even before the season, before the Eagles were on fire and undefeated, I feel like everyone would have guessed this would be a blowout game. But it is what it is. We'll go into it right now. Long or short on these players. Let's ride. Long or short. All right, first and foremost here, we're going to start with the Houston Texans, Brandon Cooks. This guy was supposed to be moved at the deadline. A lot of people thought he was going to be traded yesterday. There were a lot of offers on the table. Reportedly, the Cowboys had a ton of interest in him. He even sat out of practice yesterday because of personal reasons, which I assume meant that he was going to be dealt. He was not dealt, currently just under $19 at $18.42, down 3.5% this month. What's your stance on Cooks? A veteran doesn't have that much future value left. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to lean on along with him guys who've been as productive as cooks over his career, um, tend to, you know, continue to produce into their early thirties. And I mean, right now he's kind of in a weird situation, but he's still the number one target. Nico Collins is out. Like, I don't know how his frustration with the team is and how that's going to play into his on-field performance. But I think, he's there for the rest of the season and he's going to get targets and he's still going to be productive this year. And then there's an opportunity for him next off season to go to a better team as he's entering his thirties. Like I still think there's three to four decent seasons from cooks. I don't know if he's going to be the same player he was in the past, but he's still productive receiver, good deep threat. Like I expect him to produce the next few years. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he doesn't have that much future value left on Mojo. I think if he has a couple productive seasons and a change of scenery could really benefit him with a better quarterback. I like Cooks at the long. Uh, up next, one of my favorite players in the NFL so far this season, Damian Pierce. In an interesting situation for a guy who got not the best draft capital, been balling out so far this season. Long or short on Pierce, under $10 still. Uh, I'm going to short him. Um, and the thing is, it's not that he's been bad. He's been actually really good. He's been excellent. It's, there's... <laughs> We see it a lot with NFL teams of when they draft players, right? We saw Elijah Mitchell have a thousand yards as a rookie and he was fifth round pick. And then what do they do? They draft Tyrion Davis price and then they go ahead and they trade for Christian McCaffrey. And a lot of times we just see teams that haven't invested 
a lot into players, still go ahead and seek, right. seek, for, seek someone else out. Texans are going to be pretty bad. They're going to have opportunity to um, do a lot of things this offseason. And if Pierce – so the thing is if you're longing Pierce, right, at his price, you need a couple things to happen. One is you need the Texans to completely avoid – doing anything this offseason and then you need him to still produce and continue to do that so there's a couple outs you have to get in order there i think they're definitely going to draft a running back i mean right, exactly. no if you're way. shorting him there's a couple things that you scenarios that could happen in which you know his price deteriorates one like we've seen this with running backs especially young running backs recently they get hurt like like they could have a great trajectory on their career and then they get hurt and then their price suddenly tanks and, you know, a serious injury. And then it's like, all right, they got to battle through adversity to come back off the serious injury. And then their first year back, they might not be as productive. So there's a lot of outs in which you can potentially get there with that short on Pierce. And right now at $10, like he's only accumulated like just over a dollar of that. So I have, I have some questions about his long-term longevity, right. even though he's been great. I love Pierce. I like a long, but like you mentioned, the situation is very volatile with, the, yeah. the recent trend of like the James Robinsons, the Elijah Mitchells getting replaced with the lower draft capital. So I think I would short as well, but may, I think he's kind of a hold for me, honestly. I think he's an That's fair. That's fair. He's, I think not that, he's not that expensive. I think he's at a decent price for a guy who's playing really well. I think he definitely won't continue to go up this season, but maybe long-term he'll be a short. But I think yeah. for now he's a buy for this season. So maybe we disagree a little bit there. All right, last one for the Texans here before we go to the Eagles. Davis Mills. Mr. Big Neck. I mean, just look at that neck size. He's down 8.5% this month, $17.61. I mean, let's keep this one short and simple. He's a short. You yeah. know, they're, they're going to replace him. There's no way he's the long-term starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. There's no way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think based off his rookie year, he showed enough to prove that he deserves some sort of opportunity this season. And what we've seen is him, you know, be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Right. They didn't invest a lot into him up front. Like, they're – their position right now to have the number one overall pick. I would say even if they start winning games, it's still very likely they're going to have a top five pick. There's a couple of top quarterbacks coming out. We know Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, people like Will Levis, Hennon Hooker potentially yeah. could be in that mix. There could be another surprise guy that, you know, NFL scouts like a lot that gets pushed up there. So um, I think this year versus last year when they were sitting at number three, like they didn't like the quarterback class. And this is the kind of the opportunity for them to get the franchise quarterback. So I think all signs point to, the Texans drafting quarterback and getting that franchise guy. And then you have to ask the question about Davis Mills and what that means for him is now he's likely to be back. He's still going to be under the rookie contract. Like they're probably not going to trade. I mean, he also hasn't shown enough this year to have another team excited about trading for him as a starter. right? Oh, he's no probably way. like in that backup quarterback realm who can get some spot starts here and there and, you know, could be a free agent, you know, in a couple of years that teams pick up and he sits there and then a player could be a Gardner Minshew kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I mean, when you're, when you're looking at his, his, his current to future value, like he still has $12.08 in future value, which is like that's over so like, much. that's like 70% of his future value, right? So if you, oh, we can anticipate the rest of this season for maybe the starter, right? And then maybe he gets up to like, you know, seven to $8 of bank, you still have to get over 50% of that. 50 to 60% of that for the rest of his career. And it's just really hard to find scenarios where that happens. unless he starts playing extremely well at the end of this year. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. All right. Philadelphia Eagles. Let's rapid fire here. We have a lot to get through. Jalen hurts long. It's a long for me. $54. I think he has plenty of room to grow. We're seeing an MVP type season for hurts in Philadelphia right now. I think he's a pretty easy long currently upset 13% this month, $6 this month. I mean, I think he's going to hit 60 by the time we hit the Christmas time, honestly. 
Yeah, so I think I think one thing that's really interesting with Mojo and the pricing is like you have the short term value that can create spikes in in long term expectations. Then you also have this long term um, feel of like how are they going to play over the next you know you know four or five years of their career. And I think right now in the current short term over this season, like Jalen Hurts is definitely along. But what I keep looking at it and his price keeps going up. I think there's a lot of questions at play in terms of how good is Jalen Hurts' skill set over a long period of time? Like we have to, we have to understand that he's legitimately in the most ideal scenario possible. Top offensive line, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard can still run the ball. So he's still in his prime athletically to where he can run the ball. Right. So now we saw last year when people were questioning him, like as like a legitimate passer and wondering if he could be this good. And then they bring in all these weapons. So it kind of like, I'm not saying like, Jalen Hurts is bad, but I also don't think that he is like this elite passing quarterback over like guys like Mahomes or he's not, he's not in that category. He's, he's just not in that category. So what happens in a scenario in which a, like, you know, their offensive line starts deteriorating a little bit and, you know, maybe he gets some more pressure there. Um, what happens if an injury happens to one of these wide receivers? Is he still going to play good? Like, I think, I think for the short term, he's over the next couple of years, he's still in a very positive situation that should allow him to thrive. But we've seen this time and time again with guys who aren't necessarily elite talents, like guys like Carson Wentz, I think is a great example. Somebody who was in the MVP conversation and then everything was perfect around him. Great offensive line. He had some good weapons there and things were looking really good. And then, you know, a few years later, this perception of who Carson Wentz is um, really changed. And I think that's going to happen with Jalen Hurts at some point. And I'm not saying that wow. it's going to happen right now, but I think, I think at some point, and this is not to say he's a bad player. I just, he's been playing better than what his actual skill set is right now. And I think, you know, if we're looking at Jalen Hurts four or five years to now, when his scenario is not uh, exactly perfect for him, I think there might be a little bit more questions about his longevity as, as a starter. And I think, I think it's, it's, it's kind of a hot take to say that right now, but I think, I think it's fair to say that he's in a perfect situation playing amazing. He's literally done everything perfect, like in this scenario, but such scenarios change, things change. And then it fell, it's a constant. And if we're looking at it objectively, he's not on the same level as some of these top elite quarterbacks who can sustain changes. And I'm not sure if J- Jalen hurts is that type of quarterback that, can transform an offense simply by himself without having other core pieces around him to kind of um, prop him up. Definitely fair. I think he's a buy. You think he's a sell? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, in the in short term, sure. for the rest of the season, he's a buy. I, I expect his price to continue to go up, but I think long term, it's something that okay, you know, something, that's something to think about. For sure. All right, let's wrap up here with a quick buy, sell, or hold between AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard. Buy one, sell one, hold one. AJ Brown. <laughs> At 1944, Devonta Smith at 1422, and Goddard at 1128. Who are you buying? Who are you selling? Who are you holding? Um, man, uh, <laughs> I want to buy them all. Uh, AJ, I'm gonna do AJ Brown. AJ Brown's my buy. Uh, okay. been an AJ Brown guy since the beginning, just a certified baller. Um, and if he stays healthy, like I legitimately think, um, he has Hall of Fame potential. I think he's that good wow. of a player. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think I think the biggest thing holding him back this career has been a he hasn't been fully healthy for his first few years, and also he was in such a run happy offense like the right. Titans were like bottom three pass passing um, whenever he was there, and now they've opened up the offense a little more, pass a lot more, and we've seen AJ Brown kind of explode. Um, 
So I'm buy for him. I'm gonna hold Devontae Smith because I think Devontae is a very talented wide receiver. We've seen very some splash things with him. And I think the one thing um holding him back from the consistency is having other good talents around, alongside him. But I think yeah. he's shown so far that he's a very, very good receiver. Um he's a perfect complimentary like one B to AJ Brown's one A. And I expect him over his career to kind of continue that type of production. Um and I mean, my short would be Dallas Goddard, and it's not anything <laughs> against Goddard. I it's not personal, Dallas. Really but listen, somebody had to be on the chopping block. He had. He has to be. He has to be on the chopping block, and that. And that's the thing is, when you look at his price compared to some of the other tight ends alongside him, like he's like you know just a little bit behind Kittle. He's a little ahead of T.J. Hawkinson. Um, so he's the sixth ranked tight end right now. Um, it's pretty high, and he hasn't had like this blow up season yet. Like no. right, we we. When we think of like a good tight end, I think Dallas Cotter's one of the, the tight ends that that comes to play there. But he's also not like an elite tight end. And as long as I, and as long as he's alongside guys like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, like he's just not gonna get that volume. And we also haven't seen him to this point in his career get that volume. So I think there's legitimate questions about his future um as a tight end in the nfl and if we haven't seen him get this volume that some of these top tight ends get is he ever going to get that and i have questions about that so i think i think his upside there might be a little bit capped but other than that like i think i think all peripherals around goddard show that this can be a guy who over the next like four or five years is still like giving like good consistent tight end production um in this offense so um i don't know i mean his if you look if you look at his mojo value right and look at his uh he has six dollars fifty six cents. So basically, like sixty three percent of his future value is still baked in there. So if there was somebody to short there, I would, yeah, I would, I would short him. And he's not exactly young. He's like twenty seven years old, which I mean, tight ends can kind of produce for a little bit, but right. um, he would have broken out by now, I think, if uh, he was an elite tight end. Yeah, love it. All right, well, that's going to do it for another episode of Risers and Followers. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and watching. Wherever you are listening or watching, please make sure you subscribe follow, leave a review, or leave a comment and a like wherever you're seeing this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday, everybody. Goodbye. You must be 21 or older to gamble. You must be in New Jersey to trade on Mojo. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.